Start in T minus ten seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition. Ahoy, y'all, and welcome to another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening. I've got a really special set of guests for y'all this evening. I want to introduce you guys to the Black Lotus Coalition, and I'm kind of just going to turn it over to them because, like, these guys right here, Bad Cad, Neo, N N let me say it again, Neo Eon, yeah. and Chef are, you know, guys out here trying to do some really awesome things from my perspective, and because the spooky pews, as people are trying to refer to them as, are not really a scary thing, you guys. Like this is this is a ticket to freedom, and I am. This is something I support. This is something I am behind, and I think you guys just need a different perspective on it. And let's let I don't know. I'm gonna let you guys talk to them. What do y'all go right ahead? All right. Um, I'm Neil. I am one of the co-founders of the Black Lotus Coalition. I'm also kind of like a community manager, moderator. Um, and I do a little bit of dev work and testing for the group as well with well, basically almost all of our projects. Nice. Nice. How about you, Bad Cat? I'm Bad Cat. I am a designer with Black Lotus Coalition. Um, you can find my work on DefCAD, Odyssey, Thingiverse. Um, I... Uh, I designed the Harlot, and my current project is the Scoundrel. Ooh. Now, um, I, I'd like to bring this Scoundrel up because you guys did bring me a picture of it, and it is pretty spectacular thing going on here. Like this is how much of this is three D printed? The green and the brown is three D printed. And and how how long of a how long of a print was this? Just just curious. Um. Well, it prints in three parts. The green is a clamshell, left and right half, and then it's screwed together. And those take about I don't know twelve hours each. And the brace was I think fourteen hours. And and so what like what brought you what what brought you guys to forming this Black Lotus Coalition? Um, originally, it started with uh, the main founder, Gage, wanting to make another space um, related to like 3D printing, firearms, and like um, design and development of that um, sort of stuff. Um, that was kind of just 
uh, they wanted to do his own thing. And I found him pretty early on, you know, kind of started it from the ground up. But um, we just kind of wanted a little like different atmosphere compared to a couple of the other groups, the couple of the like larger groups that are involved with it. Um, and yeah, kind of just wanted to do our own thing. And how about you down there, chef? What, what brought you into this? What, what, what kind of info can I get from you there? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've been interested in guns for a while. Uh, I'm not super affiliated with Back Lotus Coalition. I am uh, mainly just a tester. Uh, the other thing I bring to the table, I guess, is I'm actually a licensed person, so I can test some of the uh, more illegal things for them, which okay. is nice. I'm a I'm an SOT, so. Oh, nice. So, so, and and so, I guess in testing these, you're having the most experience, I guess, of anyone that would have firing them off and such compared to most folks, of course. So like, have you, how is it compared? Like how, how, how do you feel about like these ones that are printed compared to ones that have been, you know, like hardline manufactured and such? Yeah, sure. Um, definitely depends on the design. Uh, I think the main thing is that people, uh, people need to know is a lot of these 3d printed guns aren't like fully 3d printed, right? We still need right. certain hard metal parts for most of them to work, to work safely at least. So, um, a lot of the things you're printing end up being just the registered, not registered, but the, the legal firearm parts, which tend to not necessarily be, uh, totally functional components right so a lot of them end up working as long as they're designed correctly and built correctly that's a big one building them correctly um <laughs> have, have, have you had any you know backfire or malfunction or anything on you uh i mean i've had small malfunctions that were more a, a, a product of like fitment or things like that um or another thing is uh, for example, with like 3D printed Glocks, if you buy a bunch of different parts, they don't necessarily always fit together perfectly because a lot of them are all third-party stuff. It's not you're not usually buying OEM Glock parts because it's it's a lot cheaper to buy third-party stuff. But sure, sure, I, like I, I see, I've seen like the different kits that come with different ones. Uh, the there's a there's there's a little Glock that a buddy of mine here that he's he's printed a couple of them now and. He, he has been able to interchange the parts because he keeps cracking them down at like the base after he's run a couple hundred rounds through them, which which that's impressive in itself. I mean, he's got a couple hundred rounds run through it before he's causing any damage. So, you know, bravo. But at the end of the day, you don't, you know, I guess you're still trying to avoid that. So there's still kinks to work out on there. Is any, any of y'all, you know, with the designing and such, do you have like good ideas or good, you know, moving forwards that you've run across that you've tried to work on fixing? So, from the design point of view, um, one thing that, that I've been working really hard on my designs is trying to engineer things for the material that we're using, right? We're using 3D printed plastic. It's not, not always the strongest plastic. You know, ESUN PLA Plus is kind of the industry standard right now. So how can we use that material to the best of its ability, right? Uh, the Harlot, for instance, is kind of a layered design. You notice there's there's all of the mechanical parts sandwiched between two uh, two halves of the frame, 
And what that allows us to do is uh, 3D printed things are strongest across their layer lines or along their layers. Okay. So if you try to separate the layers, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to break apart. But if you compress the layers with screws and hold everything together, pinch the layers together, then you're improving the flexural strength of the entire assembly as a whole. So one thing, you know, what's the, what's the big argument right now with 3D printed uh, Glocks and Mac chassis and stuff like that? Rails up or rails down, right? Sure. Everybody's trying to figure out what's the best orientation. And part of what I want to do... <laughs> I'm going to say no, rails side, Ooh. which is why I designed the scoundrel with a clamshell design, okay. because now you can print this in two halves, and just like uh, Caltech does a lot of this, right? Not 3D printed, but they do a lot of clamshell plastic stuff. So now all of the layer lines are horizontal and all the screws are going through the layer lines compressing them together and making it even stronger wow that, that and and that's actually highly impressive i was just going to ask like in designing these like what what have you found you know to be the best best route to go and that seems to be right there is trying to piece it together like that running with that you know thought process i guess what what goes into really like designing these? Are you just like trying to come up with your own designs or are you using like existing designs and trying to like, you know, make, make a, make a copy in a sense. Myself personally, I'm not, I'm not a good tester on other people's designs because other people's designs don't really interest me. You know, I'm a, uh, I'm a creator. I like, I want to see new things, yeah. um, things that haven't been done before. So Sure, Mac chassis have been done before. There's, there's probably four or five of them out there now. Um, but I wanted to do one a little bit different, maybe a little bit better, or advance the technology so that somebody can, else can say, hey, I like that clamshell idea. I think I can do that better than Bad Cat. Sure. So, that's that's so the, highly respectable, even. So the two pieces of technology that I want to improve with the scoundrel is number one, the clamshell design, right? See if people like that rails side idea, see if that turns out stronger than rails up or rails down, which I think it will. And number two, double stack, double feed magazines. This is a Colt uh, SMG pattern magazine. And it's a hell of a lot easier to feed than or to load than a Glock mag or something like that. I get tired of Glock mags. You know, everybody's making stuff for Glock mags. Sure. They're reliable, but I think they're kind of a pain in the ass. So double feed magazines are much easier to load. And, and I'd really like to see more of those on the market too, either in Colt pattern mags or Scorpion mags. So, so with these, uh, with all of these new regulations that, you know, Puddin' Brain's trying to work on, what are, what are your guys' thoughts on where what we can do moving forward? Neo, you want to take that one? Uh, sure. Uh, so part of the reason I have my 
um, identity concealment is because I'm a little behind enemy lines, I'd say, um, just based on like state laws. Um, There's been a lot of recent stuff from my state. So what I'm doing is legal, but I may have to uh, jump ship and go to a different state pretty soon if I want to stay legal. Um, Just in general, uh, well, I don't know, like with the the stuff Biden put out pretty recently at the uh, end of March and some uh, different like ATF definitions they have for uh, frames and like receivers and all that. A lot of it doesn't really change much, especially for the, uh, the general like um, everyday person, you know, just making a home built firearm for personal use. Um, Changes a little bit with like some of the stuff that, FFLs have to do. Um, That's probably going to feel the squeeze on some of that, huh? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's and, annoying. Um, <laughs> especially in my state, there's a lot of really weird stuff. It even like um, contradicts and is really repetitive um, compared to sure. federal law. Um, and it's I don't know, just a whole can of worms with their what these people are trying to uh, implement into law when they don't fully understand current laws um, and how difficult they make our lives. Although maybe that is their goal and they, they understand it perfectly fine. They just want it, you know, to make all of our lives much harder than they have to be. Well, and I mean, and, and at the, at the end of the day, these laws truly only, only affect your law abiding citizen. Like the, right. you know, a, a all, all shootings and stuff like that, that happen those guys aren't following a law to begin with, you know, like they're it, people, people seem to fail. And I take this as my perspective. And I feel you guys probably feel the same way. I know the people in my group do that do not infringe is pretty loud and clear. And every, any law that they've got written up for this stuff at the end of the day, is an infringement of, of a form, whether, whether it's an accessory, whether it's, you know, a piece, whether it's the ability to go from semi to full like that, that there's so many infringements on our second amendment already in existence, 2000 plus, you know, more than that, probably gun laws in existence that haven't stopped anything from happening. And personally, the best thing to stop a bully with a gun is to make sure that you've got one because an armed society is a polite society. And I'll stand behind that. We have That's right. We have a we have a town here in Georgia, in North Georgia. Um, it's called Kennesaw. Uh, I don't I don't particularly live there. You know, we did just pass constitutional carry down here, which I think is is a joke. Like I, you know, excuse me, but I think it's a joke because like you should already be able to have that. But I'm glad that it's there and more people are walking around with guns now. But up in North Georgia, in Kennesaw, when you turn 21, it is by law. This is a backwards law. It is by law that you have to buy and own a handgun <laughs> and that in that town the crime rate is ridiculously low because you know grandma's got is packing and she ain't playing with your shit like she, right. she and 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 i commend stuff like that I'm, I'm against you know tyranny of any flavor is still tyranny you shouldn't force anybody to have something they don't want to but if you don't want to live in kennesaw because you don't want a gun that's your that's greatly your choice but the people that do live there I don't know anybody walking around that town or even visiting that town that isn't armed. And it's great to see, like, we've almost gone wild west in some of our little towns because you're literally seeing everybody, one on the hip or even something on their back because 
we're open carrying again because constitutional carry. And I, I think it's great. I think it's great. I just wish, I just wish it didn't take somebody writing it on a piece of paper to make people do it because that is, that's ridiculous. Once somebody had, once somebody has that control over you on a piece of paper and they can write something can happen, they can write it to go away. And people need to realize that that's, that's not okay. Your rights are your rights. If you want to go buy an Apache helicopter and have it for your personal use, Go for it, bro. I want you to. Nuclear sub? I don't care. I really don't. Like, <laughs> as long as you're not trying to go out there and, and intentionally hurt other people, have what you want, do what you want. Like, but leave folks the hell alone, especially us folks out here that are just having a great hobby. Like, this is this is a hobby and more. Don't get me wrong. But, like, this is a great hobby because now you have the ability in your own house to print this fantastic device for a quarter of the cost that they're trying to you know nuke you for when you go into the store to get it and and the ones i've seen the ones i put my hands on are just as great quality and i i think it's an amazing product to have like it's reason i've gone out and got a 3d printer is i think that everybody should realize that with these 3d printers you know not only do you have everything in your heart's desire at your fingertips from it, whether it being, you know, making for costumes or home, home necessary products and stuff, but being able to print out protection, like putting in a file, ordering a couple extra pieces and a few hours later, bam, your house is now protected. Like that, that that's like something that, you know, you would, you would think come from a sci-fi movie 50 years ago, but here we are. And I, I hate that it's being painted as such an evil, scary thing, and I think it's because people don't understand it, which, of course, is why I brought you guys on, because, like, why not why not talk to people that are doing it? And the great thing I've noticed right here is y'all just seem like regular old dudes like myself. You know, and you've got a great, cool hobby, and you're trying to help other people understand that hobby, and you're sharing your experiences and your files and stuff like that on your website. Um or well, I, I follow you on Facebook, of course. We we at the Black Lotus Coalition. That that is actually how I found you guys to begin with myself. And then after digging around and sorry, I was trying to pull it up. After digging around, here we are. After digging around and stuff on the Facebook, and you know, seeing that you guys have all kinds of cool stuff going on is why I reached out to you guys. And I wanted you guys to just come on and give your perspective and. So let me ask you with that, what are your feelings on Second Amendment infringements? Any of you? So my two cents on the matter is, is that, you know, you're, you're never going to take evil out of the world, right? You know, there's, there's always going to be good and there's always going to be evil. Correct. But you can't legislate against evil, right? You just... You can't make evil illegal <laughs> as no. much as we'd like to. No. So they need something to blame, right? And what's an easy thing to blame? The guns. And it's always so, it's always a go-to. Like That's right. So my goal, my you know, big picture goal is to make these as hard to legislate against as evil. Absolutely. It's only as good or bad as the person holding it, but if they can't keep us from having them then they can't demonize that anymore. They've got to move on to the next thing. And, and good luck because like with this, with this ability, with this device, like you, you, you're already, it's already being used and being, 
you know, popularized for a bunch of other things. And with that said, websites like Thingverse, like you can go on there and I, I printed out cups and plates and stuff for the house, you know, silly stuff. Um, a couple action figures. I make costumes, so I printed out props to go with some of my costumes and stuff. And like the the cool thing is now is that there is all these files on there for for great for great firearms and things. People out here designing things like yourself here. Like I I really like this new design you've got working on, and I'm I'm intrigued by it. And you know of of course I I think it's I think it's a step forward in the right direction because you're you're talking logically as far as like using, you know, the lines and the force like that, because that is a problem I ran into was this build that was one solid piece kept being really flimsy and kept, I kept having issues with it. And I heard you talking about the PLA. So have you tried any other materials? Like I've got, I have a couple other materials here at the house already just for, you know, like the PTEG and the ABS and there's another one with the letters I don't remember because somebody just told me to get it and I bought it. I don't know if it's going to work. It would be a TPU. That's TPU. a pretty common one. TPU. That's it. Um, and so those, you know, these are the different ones that I have. And I've read different reviews from different people. Like some people swear by PLA. Some people swear by the TPU. Some people, very few people have said the PTEG was good. But in my own personal research, the PTEG seems to be the best worlds out of the ABS with the PLA you know, function as far as like melting and, and being pretty fairly pliable in the build. So like any, any preferences on perfect filament from you guys? Yeah. Um, it kind of depends on your location, honestly, what you want to use. Um, so like you were saying with like heat resistance, um, PETG and stuff, that would be a pretty good option. Um, I know that there are like you know pros and cons to everything you have different trade-offs where it's like stronger or like you know it becomes more brittle um or heat resistant um being in like the south uh, you said like it was gonna be like what 90 degrees or something today um you want heat resistance pretty much and so regular pla you have to be careful with it um pla plus even it has higher heat resistance typically but it's only you know 15 degrees celsius tops um it also depends on humidity as well. There's a lot of um, filaments, especially the uh, higher temp ones that can't be moist at all. They just You have to dry them out um, to even like print them at all. Um, once it's printed, it's not too big of a deal, but um, that is like one of the better options if you want heat resistance and strength is like uh, nylon filaments nylon x stuff like that there's even some like e-sun nylons um carbon fiber not so much because of just like the uh carbon fiber pieces it's just it's not really like fully um like combined with the filament they just kind of grind like i don't know chop up carbon fiber pieces and just melt it into the plastic i was, I was actually just about to ask about that because i have been seeing a lot of carbon fiber advertised to me and that mm that kind of just answered my questions. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, if you want a pretty well-known example of how bad carbon fiber can fail, I don't know if you've ever heard of PSR print shoot repeat. Um, he's, you know, like the biggest 3d printing, uh, guy on YouTube right now for firearms. Uh, he printed a scorpion Evo, uh, like carbine or rifle length. I'm pretty sure in carbon fiber, uh, PLA, I believe, or something like that. 
and it just fractured. And oh, wow. like after like I think it was the first shot, just the receiver broke in half. But yeah. Um, also, there are the other filaments, res, uh, resin or resin printers. Sorry, um, those do harden over time, but um, with that, they also become more brittle over time. So a lot of people are like, oh, you should use resin printers. They're really strong. Um, a lot of the resins aren't that strong, and then you know they once they are pretty good strength wise they just become brittle with the forces that are inherent with uh you know firing them with uh, any sort of firearm part basically so i you know you're the first person that's told me actually about the or uh, first time i've heard like the living thing like I, i guess i never really took that into perspective about like where i am geographically i that, that's really interesting because like some of the guys that I deal with that work here on unconstitutionalawakening.com with me, they are, um, you know, we're scattered all over the country. And, and that that's an interesting thing to note there because something I do here might not work for my buddy in Seattle or, you know, might not work for my buddy over in Arizona. It, it's probably going to up and vary. So that's, these are good notes to take down. Definitely. Uh, I do so have we, one note. Um, Regarding PLA, it is a very good universal filament um, for even like for 3D printing firearms, specifically PLA plus. Um, the only main drawback is the heat resistance. So you don't want to leave it in a car in the summer, basically. Sure. That's the only thing you have to be careful about, unfortunately, versus, um, you know, like real manufactured polymers, like a Glock frame, an OEM Glock frame or something like that. And then I heard you speaking about the resin ones down there, um, you know, momentarily ago. I, I was I was actually going to ask about that too, because like I have the the filament printer. Like I I've found more success in that, and I have another friend that swears by that resin printer. And I don't know. I don't think me and him are into printing the same things for sure. Like I think the things he's printing with the resin printer that that would work. And I could see where that resin would be strong enough to handle, you know, doing. What, right. what we're trying to do here so i mean that that that's also a good thing to note um any any specific 3d printers that you guys stand by ender 3 is the standby for most people it's it's like one of the cheapest and it's by far one of the most popular which there too for means it's one of the most supported you can easily find troubleshooting anywhere sure. online everyone sure. knows how to use it yeah, that's that, that's the that's the route that I went to. Like that was that was the most recommended one I found out there. Um, I've I've got a but one of the guys in the group does a Sobal, which is it's the Ender. It's just a copy of it, and it was actually like a hundred dollars cheaper. Like he 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 actually can buy all of his parts from Ender to you know repair it or whatever like that. Hmm. So it, it's not bad. It I've, I've I've watched a few things on it. Like I said, I played around with mine. I'm, I've had a little bit of trouble. I had trouble with bed leveling and stuff. I'm not the, I'm not as tech savvy as I used to be. Like it, it, it did ju- a big jump from where I went from you know playing with tech to where it is now. And and I'm, I'm getting there. Like one of you guys before we had started, I had said you know that I've been playing around with it. And you, I think you were basically just kind of hinting at, bro, just jump into it. And and I agree. You're probably right. Like I just. The best way to learn is trial and error, and I don't know why I don't, because you're not going to get anywhere if you don't fail. And I've seen some success come out of a good buddy of mine that lives here locally. He's just been 
printing them one right after the other and seeing what works and what doesn't. Uh, I've I've seen some neat stuff with like the the what is it the FGC nine like that being mostly you know three D printed and yeah y'all's uh y'all's little harlot is what actually brought my attention to you guys is because that was pretty close to being mostly three D printed and it and it's one of those like classic like wild west gun type things and that's just something that's always, <laughs> like I, those are my favorite kind of guns is the wild west type guns like I've I, I like lever action single single action revolvers and you know like the little hooker guns like that stuff like that are cool because they were a, not only were they a big part of our history and stuff but those were guns that people had regularly that I've seen from the 1800s that still run today like original ones like that like the as far as like lever actions and single single shot revolvers and stuff like that it's it's it, it's always been fascinating I I grew up around guns I own you know guns myself of course I, I encourage every I encourage everybody to own one even if it's just one even if you think you're scared of it I think you're usually just scared of it because you haven't been around it or you've you know people have you know that fear has been pushed onto you so you're oh gun I'm scared of it and it's funny to me traveling the world as much as I have to come into places or towns that have so much gun control like the, the northeast when I was in in Buffalo like I I don't understand how there's anybody in Buffalo or that part of New York anymore anyway because like New York City has ruined it for the rest of rest of the state by far and like it's it's crazy to me to see some of the loopholes and stuff that people have to go to extreme measures just to own a firearm and i think that's ridiculous do not infringe is pretty loud and clear like you have that right to have what you would like on your side in my opinion long as you're you know long as you're not you're not the guy running into the movie theater shooting people up cool like that's a problem that's something beyond gun control that's that's mental problems. That's people need help. Like, and I don't think the police is the answer to do it because they're just going to kick your door in and shoot you while you're sleeping like Duncan Lunt. So, you know, there's, there's gotta be better options. And I think the more we 3d print our own devices, the more people that are get, get hip to this and the more people that start doing it, the harder and harder it is going to be for them to do any kind of control to it because what, what you going to do, you're going to stop, everybody from printing you can't kill an idea you can't kill the 3d printer it's become it's become a staple of this century like every everybody's into 3d printing whether it be firearms or stupid stuff like and i don't mean stupid stuff because everything's good in your perspective sure but i'm just saying like silly stuff that you know you i love I, I love yeah dude i love thingverse like i don't know I love just sitting there and thumbing through Thingverse. It's it's better than Facebook feed because you can just get on there and just find the wild stuff that people have come up with. And that's what kind of, you know, interests me with with you there, Bad Cad. Like where did you where did you learn how to do this? Are you self-taught or did you like learn how to design things for 3D printing? So I'm I'm a professional draftsman actually. I've got an associate's degree in in uh, engineering and CAD and I've always loved firearms. I did four years in the Marine Corps. Uh, so I'm a big gun guy. Uh, strongly believe in the whole movement. Uh, so it was a pretty natural progression for me to say, hey, you know, I like making stuff. I like guns. I know how to design stuff. Let's put all three together. And, and I mean, I guess, it's, I, I guess it's amazing that you 
you know, for many years, most of our lives, you had no choice but to go buy a firearm from a dealer. And now, now here you are just designing them when you feel like it, getting the parts that you need. Do you guys, do you guys have any intentions of like moving past just the 3D parts? Like, do you want to do, you know, actually get into smithing some of the hard, you know, the hardline pieces, springs and triggers and barrels and such? I mean, I, I do a lot of metal work. I don't, I don't yeah. post any of the metal work sure. I do, but sure. I work at a family-owned machine shop. So once I clock out, and then you know, me and my buddy will work on car parts, gun parts, whatever. And uh, if it doesn't exist, man, we'll make it from scratch. I've made. Uh, we're we're in the process now of machining uh, some, some some pretty neat stuff that just doesn't exist. You know, it, it's a uh, that's what I love is making things that don't exist. I love creating and inventing things I mean, for the first time. So, I mean, I mean, you're, 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 you're an artist, but you're, you have found a different form to make that art. And I, I, I commend that. Like that is, that's amazing because you're bringing us the next best thing. Like you, you're not up there with Smith and Wesson and them or whatever, you know, like making something that they're manufacturing, but you're out here actually doing this for the people, because I heard you say that your stuff's on Thingverse and of course on these other websites yep. and like, you know, that's, that's amazing. You, everybody here can go out there and find this stuff and download it, print it yourself, print multiple copies, figure it out, like play with it yourself. And if, you know, I'm pretty sure you guys would be open to if you, somebody printed something that you guys worked on and they, brought it to your attention hey can we work at this or you know tested it found a problem on their end you guys would be opening to working with them and such to see what you guys can do to improve it because you're you seem like you're not going to just stop at your designs here you're going to keep evolving and that's that's fantastic the harlot is a perfect example of that you know i hear a lot of complaints about the harlot and most of them are founded it's it's designed to be the lowest common denominator firearm Right. Sure. I, I wanted to design something that was the easiest to, to make anywhere in the world. Um, it, everybody, there's no reason not to have one of these. Right. Um, there were there were rebels fighting against the dictatorship in Myanmar that were talking about wanting to make these because uh, they could just like the just like the Liberator, the FP-45 in World War II, right? If you put yeah. one of these in everybody's pocket at a demonstration, now the police have no power over them. Correct. These things print in less than a day. The whole thing can be printed in less than a day and assembled for like $8 wholesale. Wow. It's, uh, you know, it can be done. The barrel liner can be a brake line. It's eight screws, six nuts, um, and one spring. And is it the best gun out there? No, absolutely not. But it's the easiest gun out there and it lowers the bar significantly. Sure. Sure. I mean, because in a, in a, in a dire situation, if you needed that, you know, that shot right there to save you that there you are, you've got it on your person. So I guess, of course, there's the one question that, you know, everybody's probably wondering about, and I know my crew is going to be asking me to, you know, why I didn't bring it up. So I better bring it up. Jay Stark, you know, does that, how are you guys' feelings on, yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, I mean, I, I, I thought the things he was doing was great, and I don't, you know, I don't, wish, 
I don't wish that outcome on anybody, of course, but like, you know, damn. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot. To, go ahead. Me, right? Those. I mean, Jay Stark's in one of the worst parts of the world for it, Germany. Yeah. I think uh, this can be a little touchy sometimes when you get into the, the real deep in the 3D printing community just because of the weirdness between some of the groups. Uh, but I mean, I don't know that anyone can necessarily deny that it's kind of an important thing for the FGC 9 to be released, especially just the fact that it's something you can make anywhere in the world, basically, because you can order everything off China. Sure. off AliExpress. Um, I think that kind of goes back to what you were talking about with the metalworking and things like that is, is figuring out ways to make alternative parts at home so that you don't have to buy things because a lot of uh, 3D printed designs are, I mean, we can easily make them here in America, but I can't, you know, I can't really make a Glock frame somewhere else and actually have it work since I need a barrel and everything, a slide. Sure. So, I mean, the, the importance of, uh, of, Especially the ECM barrel. That's I think the the work that got, has gone into that's probably one of the most important things to come out of the FGC nine. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Um, I guess I'll uh, go ahead. Um, so with FGC nine, it's it's interesting with uh, Jay Stark and all. There's well, like I said, or like you said, a lot of drama um, between some groups. It's kind of controversial, but um, it is you know. You, you can't deny that it is um, something great for um, the goal of the group it came from, Deterrent Suspensed, um, because it's just, you know, it doesn't require any parts to be um, made, like any gun parts um, specifically, and it's accessible to anyone. The documentation from Jay Stark, that is like part of the reason it is so huge and part of the reason he's so celebrated is like, it's so easy to follow along and um, extremely accessible for everyone because unfortunately with um, building firearms, it's not honestly doable for everyone. You have to have a pretty solid understanding of how to make it function, how it, it functions. Um, it's different for every design. Um, sure. And, um, and, and sorry to interject, but I, I see this picture here that you had, uh, that you had sent over here to me and you know, with you saying that right there, as far as like the, you know, some of the problems you run into, I see this picture right here. Yeah. So I sent a few pictures. Um, that was the first of a line of experimental suppressors for the Harlot. Um, unfortunately, that one obviously is too thin and it broke on the uh, first chamber. It looks like it uh, sheared on layer lines, but um, it's important to compress them. Yeah. And that that's and then of course that I guess coincides with what you were talking about about making them in the clam shape now, because like that that looked like kind of the problem that I had with that first clock that I printed. Like the the pieces were just pressy and like I don't know, just see it seemed hollow. It didn't seem as strong as it needed to be. And I could see we're doing this clamshell idea that completely you know ups the strength of everything you got going on. I'm curious because you said your uh, like Glock frame that you printed it was like it sounds almost like it was flexible. What filament yes. did you use for that? It was it was it, it was a PLA, but it was just a regular PLA. It was the stuff that came okay with, came with the box because when like I said when I got it right out of the box, like I print I printed the little cube that comes off of it for trying everything out, and I was like, mm -hmm. 
block frame. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, I was, I was happy because it was the frame, but I was let down because it was, you know, not that great. So that's when I started, I was like, okay, let's buy a couple different filaments and play around a little bit. And that's after a little bit of other stuff and like, you know, printing some stupid things and printing some silly things and printing some stuff for my kids. I've, I've to where I've, I'm at a, I got a P tag or P, though, whichever way you sell it. Or, yeah. I've got one of those, you know, ready to, ready to go for my next, you know, attempt, which a hundred percent is actually going to be the Lotus. Cause I did the whole thing to get that because I, I wanted to just give it a shot and say, Hey, let's see what it does. The, or the um, you know, your little your little harlot one from from the Black Lotus or whatever, and why not? Like I, I, I guess I'm just gonna trial and error it, and get this 3D printer back up and going and ready to go today because I just upgraded to the BL Touch because I have had tr- leveling trouble, and then I'm not sure if it's I'm not sure if it's me. I'm not sure if it's the fact that I have kids and animals running through the house nonstop, but like I was, I finally just come off of it and was like, I'm gonna get the BL touch because hopefully this will help me with my leveling trouble because I have had a little bit of leveling trouble and I know I know it's not rocket science to level it but man something I'm doing something wrong somewhere because I'm having to level two or three prints every time no matter what right and um, I guess that's common if you have the Ender three do you have the upgraded screws for the bed um, you have to order them separately they're aftermarket parts. Okay, there's, I'll have to look at that. Springs and screws. The, springs and screws? Yeah, they, they should make your bed a little stiffer and potentially easier to level. Yeah. Another thing, I guess, not to turn this into a uh, troubleshooting set, session, sure, but sure. Uh, uh, depending on what bed you have, some of them can be warped a little bit. So it I, might be good I to get actually, a glass bed. I have actually seen that. Um, I, do, I do actually have a glass bed because I have seen where people have said, you know, they... they right out of the box and that bed's warped you know folded weird or got a weird bend in it somewhere and causing issues it's it's, yeah i mean and i'm not trying to turn it into a troubleshooting thing for sure i there's there's tons of information out there online i've spent many hours reading and many hours looking and i play with a little bit and when i get frustrated i gotta walk away away from it i don't want to I don't want to be that kid that throws his controller and breaks it because he's, you know, he's mad at it for getting frustrated. So, you know, I, I got to be patient with it. And I understand that. And I got a lot of, I, I have a lot of time, I guess, out here in the woods to play around with it when I get, when I get opportunities and such when I'm not farming. So, but this is, this is, this has been fantastic guys. And um, do, you, do you guys have any like, you know, closing anything you'd like to get out there or, say or whatnot i am going to share while we're sitting here talking real quick i did see your guys's awesome little merch store and i'm jealous because like i don't have a merch store and this one is super awesome (laughs) i mean i do have a merch store but it's really crummy compared so that one right there y'all's black lotus collection merch y'all got a bunch of good stuff going on here and you guys, of course, can find find this at. I, I will have this shared in the uh, link on the podcast, the streaming version, and of course on our website at unconstitutionalawakening.com, so that you guys can get out there and you know get some merch from these guys and help support these guys and what they're doing. Uh, you know, because obviously the support is the only thing that's going to keep them going. They're they're probably a lot like me and you know work regular jobs during the day too and got things bills to pay and things to handle. 
Yeah, that kind of stuff goes to support, you know, uh, they'll buy us uh, parts kits with that so we can yeah. so we can design new guns uh, or ammo or components or magazines. Just goes into the, the general development yeah. fund. So that helps us out big time. Yeah. Um, the design and just even building, but especially designing and, you know, um, having to possibly replace parts and reprint things so many times, depending on the design, it can get expensive. Um, sure. That, I that, have, that filament's expensive. <laughs> yeah. You, even just like PLA 20 bucks a roll. Um, if you're printing a lot, it gets pretty steep. I've, I've spent maybe almost half a grand at least on filament and I haven't even like gone into the expensive stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, you guys, do you guys have any closing thoughts, anything that I missed that you guys want to get out there? Like I'm, I'm totally open to bringing it up. I guess uh, as a, as someone that sees a lot of uh, people that are new to guns, I just want to say uh, familiarize yourself and, and get some training, get someone to yes. help you get uh get some knowledge first before you go and try and experiment too much um if you don't know what you're doing it is easy to mess up um if you know what you're doing it's easy to be successful so uh a little bit of training goes a long way and uh one of the best ways i think you can support any of these groups is just print some of the designs and share it with friends yeah share it online share it on facebook tell us what you made we love seeing that stuff you know show us the the colors you're going with or, or whatever, you know, spread the word. We like seeing it. Definitely. And yeah. Like sharing it, you know, it goes a long way. Um, getting that knowledge out there. Like if you don't need to buy merch or anything like that, you do not need to support us monetarily. Just that, you know, getting the word out to other people and, you know, spreading the knowledge that this exists and it's real, you know, it goes a long way. Well, I mean, it does. I mean, because at the end of the day, you're you guys you guys are giving giving this knowledge and you know the ability to do this away to people, and this is something very helpful that hopefully turns us into an armed society that gets that quits taking shit from cops bullying us around and politicians telling us how we need to live our lives. Like that. That's right. I mean, they, they can't do it if you're armed. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to give support to this movement, the best thing you can do is budget 300 bucks, buy an Ender 3, buy a roll of filament, and print one of these things out for yourself. But I agree with, with Chef. Please get some education. Yes. You know, learn the basic firearm safety rules. I know it's exciting, but, but education is key. But have fun with it, too. For sure. You know, I mean, I've, 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 got, a, I've got an 8-year-old and a 6-year-old. We've, we've already been started working on it, like, as far as, like, safety and stuff like that we're we that's awesome man. we we i believe truly in sharing this kind of stuff with them and it's something that i need them to know because i don't need to have to worry about my daughter i want her to be able to handle it herself if she ever runs into yeah. trouble out there on her own when she grows up like because i'm not always going to be here i'm not always going to be alive so one day she's going to have to know how to do it the best way to do it is teaching folks and the best way I have found to teach folks is to share experiences with them and show them that this stuff isn't that scary. Like, you know, everybody's, I made the joke earlier, I called it a spooky pew because everybody's calling them ghost guns just to, <laughs> you know, just to bring in fear. And like, I, I make fun of that because there's no reason to be scared of it. If you educate yourself on it, it's, it is a great tool, not only to protect yourself and your family, but it can put food on your table and it can, and it can, you know, 
it can become a great hobby. There's so many things you can learn from doing this. It can go, it can go past designing them and printing them to even, you know, you could become a true gunsmith one day and working in the metalwork part of it too, if you're interested in it, even making your own ammunition. These are things that are completely plausible and things that you can do yourself. You don't have to have a big, huge company do it for you. And 3D printing has brought us to the point of doing that. And I admire you guys for sharing these files out here. And of course, like I said, everybody, you're going to be able to find how to find these guys and their stuff. I will have it on unconstitutionalawakening.com and everywhere that you stream this because we're everywhere that you can find us. Except for Apple because they don't like me and we're just not even <laughs> going to worry about them. But I thank you guys for coming on today and you know wasting a little bit of time with me and appreciate you guys i hope you guys come back again because you guys have a you know great perspective you're welcome individually all all together um of course you can find me unconstitutionalawakening.com and we'll see you guys on the next episode of unconstitutional